0: This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King.
1: Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Financially Fit Business. Go to www.financiallyfit.business to grow your business profitably, build wealth, and analyze your monthly financial statements in less than 10 minutes a month. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. We live in buildings our homes, our offices, our factories, our plants. Making sure we stay comfortable in them can sometimes be challenging. You know, plumbing issues, humidity issues, heat loss and heat gain issues. You know all the issues. What if you could really solve these issues for your customers? They'd be customers for life and most will be less price sensitive. My guest today, Neil Friedberg, will help you with building science issues. He is the building science manager at LP Building Solutions, where he tests and researches the latest innovation in the building industry. Neil, welcome to Contractor Sense. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. You know, we don't necessarily think about building issues until we have problems.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you know, one of the one of the things that I like to do when working with people. Uh, whether it be my client or just even having a conversation is discussing what the purpose of that building is, right? And then the next thing is also who owns it? Because I've learned that sometimes the people who are building don't always own it or sometimes the people who are buying are gonna just rent it out. So it's one of those conversations that if you're gonna own it, if you're gonna maintain it, it's better for your pocket to make sure that you put in the right products in the right locations uh, to reduce those long-term expenses, energy, HVAC, and then reduce any comfort issues that you were talking about earlier.
1: Yeah, I mean, before we bought the building that we are in, I was in the building that I probably paid for 20 times over because we were in there for about 25 years and the owners refused to replace the air conditioning systems. And they were really, now I maintain them obviously because I would never ask anybody to do something I don't do. But that was the only reason they were still working 26 years later. and But we ended up putting a clause in our, least that says we're paying only X number of dollars for HVAC equipment because they wouldn't
0: change them out it was crazy yeah that, it, it is right and and so if like the owners or the people who are are buildings buildings if you're looking to to better perform for your client right when you're working with like LP or me you know anywhere between a sounding board to recommending uh, solutions right we do we do a combination of woofy modeling uh, you know verbal con you know conversations to help solve the problems because we you know we have the plethora of projects we have flooring solutions we have wall solutions moisture solutions uh thermal bridging solutions right it all just depends on what you have or what you need and the type of building you have too
1: yeah absolutely so you
0: get to go play <laughs> i i do because yeah. <laughs> uh well you know i come from a uh, construction family and one of the things that I like doing is uh, destructive testing so I like taking you know the panels or the inventions where where we're making and, and and treating them like an installer would accidentally dropping them seeing how much we can reuse of them so we you know our products don't just get tested in our lab they get tested in real life
1: yeah it's almost like the throwing a a log at a at a, a window that Pella does, and they've shown that. But you do the same thing for all the internal stuff, and making sure that what you're recommending actually
0: works. 100%, right? We 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 look at uh, long-term uh, concerns for moisture absorption, right? We have we have an exposure site where we leave walls up that are never meant to be left up, just so we understand the effects of long-term exposure to moisture. Whether whether you have it a WRB, whether you don't have a WRB on it while constructing, right? So, um, you know, we even do a lot of uh, flooring testing where we we check and and see how long our floor will last, even beyond warranty, just to just so we have an understanding and we have a comfort, because we're providing a product to our customers that we want to last a long time, right? It, there's a lot of variables in that. I'm not saying our product will last forever, but nonetheless we want to make sure that it's going to perform like we claim
1: yeah absolutely so why would somebody come to you
0: yeah that's a great question so a lot of it is typically when they're not comfortable or they have concerns around some of the walls performances um so if someone says hey neil i'm building this wall in new york i'm from california what do i need to look for what do i need to look out for you know Do I need an internal vapor barrier? Do I need, you know, am I good with just an external vapor barrier or or weather barrier, right? And they can come to me and I can provide them the solutions from our library. And that way they can benefit both, you know, either energy, either that, you know, either moisture. um, You know, even if they have, you know, I'm building this this building, and I'm looking at flooring, and I, I, you know, I want something that is a little bit more robust. We have a system for like legacy, or you know, if they're looking for something a little bit more affordable because they're building a lot, we have our TN350, right? So it depends on what they're looking for, but we can typically aid them in in that. We even have people who reach out to us to help them uh, understand, you know, UL rated firewalls with our uh, flame block product. So depending on where you are and what you do, we we tend to typically have a solution. Especially when it comes to that moisture, right? So then I get to look at that wall, look at the assembly, look at how you how they're using that building, how they're designing that building, and make make recommendations to make sure that they don't have uh, potential mold issues, uh, vapor um, issues, condensation issues, or dew point. Um, along with making sure that they're comfortable with the products that they're that they're going to be using, because you know if if I'm signing so- if I'm signing off something, I want to make sure it's the right solution. For the uh, with the right products,
1: yeah, absolutely. And and you're right, I mean, the building in New York is going to be very different than the building in South Texas or Minneapolis or S- San Diego. I mean, it's just different,
0: yeah. So, and go ahead, and the type of construction, too, right? So, you know, some people do uh, tilt up walls, you know, more residential than anything else, but some people do uh, a stud first and then they wrap later, right? So, it It also affects on what I can recommend because I always have to think about what that material is gonna be going through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's assume they come to you and you give them a solution. Do you sign off on that solution and say go? Or how does that part of it work?
0: Um, So we can actually provide them a uh, non-binding simple analysis, right? It's nothing concrete. These analysis, if you went to like a private company, can be worth anywhere between ten to fifty thousand dollars, if depending on how intricate you can. Well, I can't get that detailed because you know uh, I can't sit there and do these jobs for a while. But it was one of those things that we can come in, we can give you a a high level analysis of moisture concerns, give you some pros and cons, even provide you some paths depending on budget, and then they make that decision, right? The, I, well, I can't design for them. They, yeah. they can use my analysis and my knowledge to help them design. Got it. So if somebody, right before, we, we're gonna take a break in a minute,
1: before we take that break, if somebody wants to contact you, how do they do that?
0: Yeah, sure. So there's a couple ways. My email is neil.friedberg at lpcorp.com. Uh, you can always reach out through our website at lpcorp.com, or you can look for me on Instagram. Uh, it is bs with neil, and, or my LinkedIn.
1: Very good. We will be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense.
2: Are you one of the contractors who enjoys getting and analyzing your financial statements each month? If not, it's probably because you haven't taken the time to discover what your profit and loss statement and balance sheet are telling you. And you probably are not making good business decisions based on timely, accurate financial statements. You know you have to do something about this, but where do you turn? Ruth King's makes your financial statements fun and sexy online course. These easy-to-understand four sessions explain financial statements in English rather than accounting babble. You'll discover what your financial statements mean and how to analyze them each month. Then you'll have the info you need to spot minor issues and take care of them before they become major crises and run you out of cash. Enroll today. Click on the link in the show notes or call us at 770 729 Zero two five
1: eight We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I am speaking with Neil Friedberg, who is the Building Science Manager at LP Building Solutions. And Neil gets to go and he gets to play, but he also gets to do some really, really cool things to make sure that the buildings that you're designing and the building that your customers are living in are comfortable. You know, and, and they're not gonna cause you problems. So I have this burning question to ask you. How did you get into this? I mean, it's not like it's normal.
0: (sighs) So I I will be honest. I keep telling people when they ask me how I got into building science is building science chooses you. You don't choose building science. And uh, the reason I say that is because I, you know, I I went, I got my bachelor's uh, degree in architectural engineering. I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. Owens Corning hired me uh, before I graduated, but started after and then. I mean, I got trained by some of the best building scientists out there and I just become more of a mayhem it seems like because uh, uh, between my personal experience in construction and then the knowledge I have, I get to incorporate that and you know really push for what is better for that, the homeowner or the building owner to make sure that they're not gonna have issues in the future. Yeah. So it was just one of those things that I fell into. Well, you also, you said you had a, was, your family's
1: in construction too, correct?
0: Yes. So yeah. you,
1: had, you had background a little bit, so you knew the industry a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, you know, it was more from like an installer perspective, right? I, I, I may have run a couple crews uh, in summers when I wasn't in school or, you know, managed a simple project here and there. Uh, it was my brother's company. And, and basically I just, I did the labor. I was, I, you know, I've installed bats. I've, in, I've removed metal, you know, sheet metal. I've, Welded. it you know I've done whatever was necessary to get the job done but you know that experience really has changed the way that I look at products and when we're developing them, especially because I don't I don't look at it as oh here's the product here as it performed. I want to see how it's going to be handled. So that really brings a, another element to our testing and our product uh, approval within LP. That way I know that once it leaves my hands, I'm confident in how it's going to perform, how it's going to install, and make sure that it's going to actually work.
1: Cool. So, what do you see coming in the next five or ten
0: years with respect to building science? Uh, you know, you know, building science is is relatively in its infancy, and I say that because, you know, even though it's been around for a while, it's it. You, we as we learn more, we change our opinions, right? We're looking at how to better implement unvented attic systems. Uh, we're looking how to better implement uh hvac systems right one of one of the things around uh code is that we're all trying to move our ducks in conditioned space so this isn't so much of a northern part or if you have a basement this is more of like a southern issue yeah Uh, we like to put our ducks in hot attics why because it doesn't take up space on the inside so right all these things affect load and affect energy and affect comfort which is where i live and not just that, right? It, you know how that wall deals with vapor in high temperatures versus low temperatures versus arid versus you know uh, moist climates. It's um, it's going to affect that whole system, and and that's kind of that's kind of what we're looking at as a, as a whole, right? How how do these components now become a system when you build that house or build that building? How does it affect the comfort? The um, the experience of that homeowner because that's really what we're all striving towards is to make that homeowner more comfortable in that space you have a huge hvac background and and you know better than i do how much that matters to people
1: oh yeah last thing you want to do is come home and it's 100 degrees outside and your house is 80.
0: yeah 100
1: yeah it feels humid in your house that's not exactly how you want to come home but you're right i mean sometimes when you just put ducks in the attic and they're not Sealed. I mean, we can go into that and down that rabbit hole, you know, at some point in time. Um, so we're really looking at situations that we can do that for the homeowner, but we can also do it for the business owner. Correct?
0: What? Hundred percent. Right. If, you know, if you're building, if you're building a big building, uh, you know, there's there's ASHRAE standards that exist uh, that people are, you know, somewhat know, especially in that world, right? ASHRAE fifty five, interior comfort. Uh, residentials less even though it falls under that but yeah i mean if if you own uh, you know an apartment complex and and i know a couple owners who also pay the energy bill uh, because they put solar on it they're confident that their uh, people pay a little bit more in the you know on the on the rent but don't pay for energy bills because they' they've designed an airtight a a great hvac system building so that their occupants can actually be comfortable in it
1: yeah but they also do some other things the lighting's designed properly i mean plumbing's designed properly it's not only the hvac side for that kind of stuff
0: you're you're right you're right lighting right maintenance cost, all of that is taken into um, account when you're looking at these things
1: yeah absolutely so final thoughts from you if we're you know if somebody needs to have help designing a building they can call you correct or do they contact yeah, they can, you? They
0: can reach out uh, via email, uh, via and you know we we can have conversations. Uh, um, I don't know if I want to give up my phone number freely. No, you don't because. want
1: to give your phone number. That's fine. <laughs>
0: but you, you, they can always email me and contact me. i you know I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on I'm on Instagram with BS with Neil, and they can always reach out to any LP representative and and have that conversation started with them. And they can loop me in into that conversation too.
1: Yeah. And it's important, you know, before you do the design work, it's always important to say, okay, let's let's get another set of eyes on this. Let's see and let's make sure that this is likely to work, both from a residential and a commercial perspective.
0: 100%. Nothing is ever wrong with getting help.
1: No. And, you know, for all intents and purposes you may see something that they never considered or never thought about and that might make the whole project work really, really well. And if they don't consider that, the project might not work really, really well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, and go ahead. It's, it always, it's always one of those things that, you know, there is some risk and that's why we, I like to have these conversations, talk about the goals, building, use, all that stuff, right? To, to mitigate those risks in general.
1: All right. All right, so give us your website, Again, one last time Cor- in your email again, one last time.
0: Yeah, sure, it's uh, lpcorp.com, or you can find me at um, Neil, N-E-I-L, dot Fre- Friedberg, Friedberg, F-R-E-I-D-B-E-R-G, at lpcorp.com, also uh, BS with Neil, all one word on Instagram, or Neil Friedberg on LinkedIn. Sounds
1: great, Neil, thanks so
0: much for being with us. Of course, thank you for having me.
1: And. And thank all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email King at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.